I do invite you to take out your Bible this morning, opening to the Old Testament book of Isaiah, chapter 12. Isaiah chapter 12 this morning, and I'll give you a moment to, to find your place in the text. My hope is that even as we pray this morning and give as many voices as much opportunity, that our, our prayers will reflect God's own language here as we see it in Isaiah chapter 12. We continue to look at various prayers of the Bible. Some are well known, others are just maybe not as well known, maybe not lengthy at all, but nonetheless prayers that have been preserved for our good uh, even to give us a prayer language as we seek the Lord and to pray with one voice together. Isaiah chapter 12 this morning, we'll be looking at verses 1 through 6. Isaiah 12 verse 1. You will say in that day, I will give thanks to you, O Lord. For though you were angry with me, your anger turned away that you might comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation, and you will say in that day, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples, proclaim that his name is exalted, sing praises to the Lord. For he has done gloriously. Let this be made known in all the earth. Shout and sing for joy, O inhabitant of Zion. For great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. As we look at our text this morning, Isaiah chapter 12 is generally called a hymn. But it really, when you look at the passage, is both half prayer, half hymn. The first half, verses 1 through 3 are the prayer, and then verses 4 through 6 make up the hymn. And, and the idea here is really prayer and praise are really two sides of the same coin. I think a lot of times we get locked into prayer and thinking of prayer as us bringing all of our whatever to the Lord, and it's all about us. Uh, but here we see, and all throughout Scripture, that prayer is very much... Uh, an avenue, a means of praising the Lord. Uh, we, we come to adore God for who He is. And that's what we see here in, in this particular uh, hymn and prayer that we see here. And the key to understanding Isaiah chapter 12 really is in verse 12, uh, verse 1. You will say, in that day. Again, in verse 4, we have that same phrase, in that day. Well, what day is he talking about? Well, ultimately, Isaiah is here talking about a day of deliverance. And that could be any day. Certainly in Isaiah's day, there was a certain day of deliverance they were, uh, they were focusing upon. But for any Christian in any day, there's a day of deliverance that we're all looking for. And so the context here points us to something even bigger than the day of deliverance that may have been on Isaiah's mind that day. The day of deliverance, broadly speaking here, is the day when Emmanuel comes is the day when the child born to us, the, the one that's been referenced in Isaiah chapter 7 and in Isaiah chapter 9, the day when that promised Messiah comes, the day that he arrives, the branch, the root from the stem of Jesse, once he comes, the day of deliverance has come. 
And so when we get to the New Testament, we read about the birth narratives of Jesus and the, the advent of Jesus. That is the dawning of that day that he's talking about here. So this prayer here is a, a celebration. It's a, a praise of that day, which revolves not just around a day where life gets easier, but a day of deliverance where Jesus Christ has come. And you'll notice that believers in that day, verse 1, you will say in that day what? I will give thanks to you, O Lord. For though you were angry with me, your anger turned away. Believers will worship and praise in that day. Why? For though you were angry with me, your anger's turned away. How is God's anger turned away from us? It's when he turns it on to Jesus. It's when he turns his anger away from us and, and puts it upon Jesus. And Jesus becomes what later on Isaiah is going to say. Jesus becomes a, an offering for sin. Christ crucified for whoever believes in him. And the practical word here is, in that day, I give thanks to you. Your wrath was turned away from me. It was put upon the Messiah, upon Jesus Christ. What? What is the last word, last phrase? That you might comfort me. This is Isaiah's testimony. Every believer's testimony that we can experience in Jesus Christ. It's what Paul wrote about in Romans chapter 5. Therefore, having been justified by faith in Jesus Christ, we have Peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have access by faith in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of glory. So the focus here is upon rejoicing in that day of deliverance. Christ comes. God's wrath is turned away from me. It's put on Jesus Christ. And I, who was the object of God's wrath, might now, might now find comfort. And then he goes on to say, talk about Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. This is the fruit of our salvation in Jesus Christ. Because of Christ, I will trust and not be afraid. God will be my strength and my song, my celebration, my worship. Because God sent His Son to turn His wrath away from me, to put it upon Him, and in His Son's death, I find comfort. Now, my trust is in Him. My hope is in Him. My strength is in Him. And my song will be, what? All about Him. He is my salvation. And then verse 3 closes, In light of this, O Lord, with joy, we draw water from wells of salvation. That language Jesus picks up on in his own life and ministry. Isaiah says, with joy we'll draw water from the wells of salvation. Jesus said this in John chapter 7. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. You see, Jesus in the New Testament references passages such as this, these wells of water where you go, those oases where you go and drink. Jesus says all those illusions, all those pictures of wells, it was about me. I am that water. 
I am that inexhaustible well of living water. And my assurance to you, Christian, living in a day where, as we saw in the book of Revelation, the world is in rebellion against Christ, and therefore they're in rebellion against you. The world persecutes those who are against me. Your, your soul is, is tempted to drift away from me. All these things are going on. This I promise you. Whoever drinks of the water that I give you, Jesus says, you will never thirst. You see here, this is a prayer of praise to God for Jesus. That He is the one sent by God to turn away His wrath from us and to bring comfort and peace and trust and a song to us. And that song is Christ. And to know that in Him is that water that our thirsty souls are constantly searching for. This week, your thirsty soul, like mine, has tried to be filled in many different ways, in many different places. And this morning, the Lord brings us together to say Christ is that inexhaustible well. That, that water that your thirsty soul is looking for, that maybe you went and drank from somewhere else, repent and return to your king, that inexhaustible well. And today, drink, drink, drink from him. Well, that's our prayer this morning as we turn our hearts to the Lord on this Lord's day. It's a prayer of thanksgiving to the Lord that he has sent his son to turn his wrath away from us and to put it upon His Son. That we today, as we gather together, I don't know what your experience is as you gather here this morning, but you have a song to sing. And the song is Christ. He is all. He is worthy. He is that inexhaustible well of living water. And O oh Lord, open our eyes to see. The world will flash many wells. It will offer many things for us to go and drink from. But today, Today, Christ is that well. So satisfy us in Christ that even as we leave here today, we couldn't possibly think of drinking from anything else. We must cling to Jesus.